Do you feel like you need more time, but you feel like you're already stretched too thin? In this episode, I'm going to share 10 time management tips that will change the game for you. And if you're meeting for the first time, hi, I'm Edith Matzen. I'm a leadership and life coach. I'm the founder of Lifeflow Media. And I'm so pumped to welcome you here on the channel. If you're new here, consider subscribing. So now let's jump right in. First idea. So we need to make a mindset shift that time is more important than money. Let me repeat that. Time is more important than money. See, we can always make more money, but we can never get more time. Time is a depreciating asset. Once this minute, once this hour, once this day is gone, you can't get it back. And sure, we can biohack and all these things to elongate our life. But at some point, you and I, we're going to go like we're going to die. That's part of life. There's an end point. So we need to realize time is more valuable than money. And we live in a society where hustle all day long so you can make a little bit of more money. But that's not really what will give you more happiness, more fulfillment and more success in your life. Time is more important than money. And it helps to connect with your mentality to see that you are going to die at some point. So how would you use your time if it were your last day? How would you use your time if you knew you'd only have one year left? You wouldn't spend hours a day on Instagram. You wouldn't spend hours a day distracted or spending time on busy work that doesn't really make a difference, you would use your time differently. And why do you think it is that those who had like a near death experience suddenly have this reverence for life? Well, they saw the end and they got away, but they saw the end. And they realized, man, this life is so precious. Every moment could be your last. So let's make the most of it. So this is really vitally important. If you have true reverence for life, it'll show up in your calendar. I can see it. You're not wasting time on Instagram. You're not wasting time watching four or five hours a day on like Netflix or television. Like that's the average. People in the US are spending four hours a day on average just watching television. If you have true reverence for life, you'll spend your times elsewhere. I'm not saying anything against the TV or Netflix or anything. I love watching movies. But we need to be mindful about how we spend our time. So connect to your mortality. And also, we need to have a vision for where we're going. Like if you don't know where you're going, why would it matter how you spend your time today? So we need to have a vision for what's the kind of life I want to create. What do I want to experience on a daily basis? Who do I want to become? Which kind of relationships do I want to cultivate? How would I like to contribute? Those are important questions that you need to ponder about. Because if you have an exciting dream, an exciting vision, you won't waste too much time. Second key idea, you need to realize that you are in control of your own time. 
you decide how you spend your time. But you're telling me, Yannick, I have a job. My boss is telling me I need to do this. Yeah, but you still have a choice. You could decide to not do it and live with the consequences. You are free to choose. You have the freedom to choose, but you don't have the freedom to choose the consequences of your choices. That's a big difference. You are free to choose. You get to do anything you want, but you're not free to choose the consequences of your choices. But that's a big difference. And here's the limiting story we hear all the time. I don't have the time. I, I don't have the time. I, I simply don't have the time. But here's the reality. If it were really important to you, you'd make the time. You'd find the time. I mean, there's always an hour, half an hour that you could find in any given day that you could use to put it into your dream. That's possible for everyone. And that, maybe you're a parent. Maybe you have two children. And it's crazy sometimes. But still, you can find half an hour. You'll be amazed by what you can do with half an hour if you do it consistently day in, day out. There are people who've built empires and they started with half an hour a day. Over time, the time window will increase. But if you don't put in that half hour or that hour a day, it will never increase. So this is vitally important. You need to understand you are in charge of your time. You control how you spend your time. It's up to you. And that brings me to point number three. You need to make an honest assessment of where you are spending your time. That's something that you need to do. Where are you spending your time? And there are really four like big categories. And if you want to go deeper, check out Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there's simply like two different things, like important and urgent. And what you want to do is you want to spend most of your time on important things that are not really urgent. Because those are the things that usually get the least time because they don't seem urgent. Like they don't need to get done today. But those are the things which are going to move your life forward. This is time spent working on your relationships. This is time writing that book, whatever. Doing that long-term thing that doesn't pay off today. So that's the first quadrant. And most people, they don't spend enough time here. Work on the important that is not urgent. Then we've got the easy thing, which is the important and the urgent. Like it's important and it's urgent. It's easy to spend time here. And when you're spending so much time here, you're putting out fires. You're reacting to crises. And now sometimes you need to do this, of course. But if you stay there, you'll always be putting out fires. And sometimes it's just much more healthy to go back, to pull back and to see, okay, I'm putting out crisis all the time. What is the important but not urgent that I could do that solves this problem once and for all? Instead of putting out more fires, how could I solve this problem once and for all? And then there are the other two quadrants, which is we had, it's important but not urgent. It's important and it's urgent. 
Then we've got it's unimportant but urgent. This is like you respond to emails or whatever. Or you feel like you need to go on Instagram right now to see what your friend just posted five seconds ago. And then there's the unimportant and the unurgent. And that's just a complete waste of your time. So you want to assess where do I spend most of my time in? Like it's not black and white. I need to spend all of my time doing important and not urgent work. But you want to spend more time there. So assess where are you? What are the activities you do on a daily basis? That honest assessment, it is critical to make any improvements. If you don't see where you waste your time, you'll never get more time in your life. Key idea number four, you need to gain leverage in your life. See, we all have 24 hours in a day. We can all agree on that. It doesn't change. We have 24 hours in a day. So you want to focus on work or building relationships that is going to pay you back for months and years. So for example, if you run a business, one of the smartest moves you can make is to find people who can do what you do, to hire and recruit. Find the right people who will help make like your business excel because then you have more than 24 hours. If I have an assistant, if I have a video editor, I can get more done in a day and I don't have to do it. That's super valuable. Secondly, focus on work that will pay you back years to come. So for example, Instagram posts, they're gone almost immediately. You post them a day later, they're gone. They're, they're wiped out. But YouTube videos, they get more views for days and weeks and months and oftentimes years. I mean, in my YouTube feed, I often see videos that are five, six, seven, eight years old. And they're still getting massive views. That's leverage. I create YouTube videos once, but they'll pay me back for years because they continue to get views. That's leverage. So you want to think about what are these activities that are going to pay me back for years to come? For me, it's YouTube videos. Also, I'm in the process of writing a book. If you write a book, you can sell it for years and it's going to do well. Um, what else? You like Think about what else could you do that's going to pay you back for years to come? For me, it's online courses. I can package my knowledge and get paid for it year after year. Amazing. So you want to find those vehicles that are going to pay you back rather than spending time on the things which make an impact now, but they don't make an impact later. Then you also want to talk about or think about automation. What are some things you can automate so you don't have to think about them all the time? I, for example, I struggle with maintaining great relationships. Like I have an intimate circle my girlfriend, my two children, my family. That is an amazing relationship. But sometimes I struggle to keep up with friends. So in my time management, project management tool, I've simply set up a date or like a time for when I'll maintain friendships. So once a month, I scheduled like two, three hours to maintain friendships, to reach out again, to really connect. And I do that once per month. 
it's scheduled in and it repeats itself every month. So I don't forget about it. This is improving my life. And it makes sure that I actually do the thing I want to do. So how could you use tools, apps to make your life easier? For example, if you're a coach, yeah, you could schedule all those coaching sessions with your clients manually. You write an email, they write an email back. No, this time is not perfect. You write an email or you simply use a tool called Calendly. Where you say, these times I'm available, pick your time. Super easy, saves you a ton of effort. So those are the little things that you could be doing to gain leverage. Then you want to master prioritization. I mean, you need to become really good at prioritizing what is important, what should get done, and what you should say no to. I mean, one of the most important things of success is learning how to say no to good opportunities to get great opportunities to show up. I mean, when you become successful, there are going to be so many opportunities that you don't have time for everywhere, like any of them. It's so important to say no so you can say yes to what you really want to do. And so often we feel obligated. I need to say yes. I need to say yes. I need to be helpful. I need to be of service. But if you spread yourself too thin, you're of disservice to everyone. Because if you try to do 50 different projects, you're going to end up doing any of them, none of them. And all of those people that you already committed to, they're going to be disappointed. So it's your responsibility to learn how to say no. It's your responsibility to say, okay, what's a yes? And more importantly, what's a no? And I'd like you to make no your default. Like to, before you say yes to anything, to say no first. See how you feel about it. When you feel like this would be a huge mistake, yeah, then you come back. You go back and you say yes. But if you feel like, man, I, I don't really regret saying no, then this was the right decision. And this is a simple mental hack. Try to live with your no 24 hours. See how you feel about it before you say yes to anything. Really vitally important. Then you also need to think about the opportunity cost. When you think about doing a project, when you think about taking on another task, when you think about taking on another activity, you need to think about what's the opportunity cost. If I say yes to this, what will I have to say no to? And if you have a boss, this is one of the biggest revelations you can have. When your boss asks you to do something, say, yes, I'd love to do this, but what do you want me to say no to? What do you want me to fall behind? What do you want me to stop doing? They'll easily find someone else to do something for you. I promise you that because they say, okay, you have all these important priorities and now your boss wants to put something onto your plate. But if you tell them, well, what should I stop doing? They're going to find someone else most of the time. It's one of the biggest things you can learn. So you want to realize what's the opportunity cost. If I say yes to this, what will I have to say no to? And another concept is that of sunk costs. You've already invested so much in a certain task, a certain project, a certain relationship. 
And our tendency is to keep on going. Our tendency is to keep moving forward. But you need to realize sunk costs, they are gone. You might have spent three months on this project, but you already know it's not going to work out. Stop now. Don't finish it and then see it didn't work. Stop now. Those are sunk costs. They should be ignored when it comes to your prioritization. I mean, this is a concept in investment, for example. You invest in a certain tool and those costs are gone. Now you can decide, well, should I keep it or not? And it should be irrelevant how much you've already invested in that thing. But our tendency is to keep on going or keep on investing in the things we already invested in. So keep that in mind. And then another idea I want to share with you is that of strategic procrastination. Like procrastination in general is not great, it's not helpful, but there are certain things that you should strategically procrastinate on. Like writing a book, for example, it took me two, like a half, one year to get started on it and almost two years to really go on to write it. That was good actually. I had so much to learn along the way. I wasn't ready to write a book. Sometimes it's good to say, yeah, this is a great opportunity, but not now. But not now. You can later do it too. Sometimes you need to park a project and say, okay, in half a year, I have time for this, but not now. And that's one of the best decisions you can ever make because isn't true sometimes you feel guilty that you don't get to write in that book or don't get to shoot that video and you're already stretched so thin and you have so many things to do. Well, sometimes it's just the best thing to say, okay, this is important, but I'm going to park this in the next year. Then I'm going to make time for it. But right now, I don't have the time to do this. Hugely important. Now, once we've prioritized, we need to go over to planning. So once we know what are our priorities, we need to make a monthly plan, a weekly plan, and a daily plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. So first, we need to set monthly goals. Every month on the first, I sit myself down with my planner and I fill out, okay, what are my goals? What am I trying to achieve? What are the most important events? When am I going to do what? Then every week on Sunday, I review the previous week and I preview the upcoming week. And I set my Friday finisher list. If you want to have more details, check out my video on how I plan my week. But this is simply a list on which I write down what really matters. And I decide when am I going to work on them? Am I going to do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? When am I going to prioritize this? So on this list there are one to 10 things I want to get done that week. And if I get them done, it's going to be a great week. No matter what happens, I'm going to call it a great week if I get those things done. Then every day I plan, okay, what are the three most important priorities? And I'm going to start with the first. I'm just going to start with the first. I don't worry about the other two. I'm going to get the first one done, the most important thing. And if I don't get it done, I'm going to continue tomorrow. So this is really vitally important. You need to make planning like a daily routine. 
something you do every morning, and then you review at the end of the day to see how you did, to rate yourself, to score yourself. How was I today? How pro like how productive was I? Did I make progress? Did I achieve my goals? So you learn. So you learn something about yourself, about how you work, about what helps you be productive, what doesn't help. Really vitally important. So we've got planning. And from then on, it's about execution. And the first idea I want to share with you is you want to leverage the 52-5 method. This is based on real science, on the largest study on productivity ever done. And they found that the most productive people work in sprints of 45 to 60 minutes. On average, 52 minutes. So here's the 52-5 method. You work for 52 minutes, you set an alarm, and you're going to end at 52 minutes. You take a five minute break, and you work for 52 minutes. You take a five minute break, you work for 52 minutes, and you continue doing that on your workday. This is going to be a game changer. You're going to be a weapon once you start doing this, because too often we work like a marathon. We're trying to work three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours in a row without a break. But our bodies are not meant to sit that long or to focus that deeply on something for that long. So our focus actually dips over time unless you rejuvenate every hour. This is so critical. I do this every day without exception. After this video, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to move. I'm going to reactivate my body so that I am fresh, so that I'm energized. This is going to buy you so much of your time back because you're able to get so much more done so much more quickly. So you leverage the 52-5 method. Then I also recommend that you block your mornings for your number one needle moving activities. This could be three, four hours. It could be more than it, how much you can afford. But I start my day with the most important thing. Some people also say you start the day with the most scary thing, the thing that is most hard. You choose. I start my day with the most important thing. And I'm going to make progress on this. I do it till noon. So I start work at 7.30 a.m., until noon, I focus on the one thing. And it gives me four hours on what really matters. And sometimes even more, if I can afford it. But I guess you also have some obligations too. So we need to make time for those too, of course. But we want to block the morning or your most productive time for the thing that matters most. And I recommend you do this at the beginning of the workday because then you're most fresh. Your mind is fresh and energized, I hope. So this is critically important. Then also, last two key ideas. By the way, if you like this video so far, could you smash like so you can see if you like it, if it's, it's a topic I should do more videos on. And then also subscribe down below if you haven't already so you don't miss any of my future videos. Last two key ideas. Number one, you want to master your energy. You want to master your energy and your state. 
because your energy really determines how you show up. We've already talked about being strategic, having the right mindset, but if you don't have the right, like if you don't have energy, you don't have anything. There's this great quote that says, health is the crown on the well person's head that only the ill person can see. Let me repeat that. Health is the crown on the well person's head that only the ill person can see. And I recommend if you want to be more productive, get an incredible shape, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that you are on fire every single day. And we live in a society where people believe it's healthy to like, like be like a zombie. Like we have a, such a ridiculous standard for health. But you want to get to real vibrancy and pop where you feel super alive. It's not enough to not be like dead or ill. You want to be well. So critically important to get in great shape, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Last key idea. You need to be satisfied with what you've done and celebrate progress. Here's a simple concept. I call it the five wins factor. Get five wins every single day and your life will transform over time. Five wins today means if you do it over a month, you'll have 150 wins a month. If you do it over a year, you'll have over 1800 wins in a single year. This is going to change your confidence and your career or your business. This is going to change everything. So get five wins a day. Focus on getting five wins a day and make sure that you celebrate them, that you acknowledge them. Like every evening, write down in your journal, what are the five wins I had? This is going to change everything for you. And I hope that these 10 tips were incredibly valuable. If they were, smash like, subscribe down below, hit that notification bell. And if you want to go so much deeper, then check out the Elite Productivity Challenge down below. And then until the next time, make sure that you live fully, live openly, and be the leader of your life.